Just Books Podcast, Episode 3, The Misconception. Hello and a warm welcome to this, the the trailer for the third full episode of my podcast, Just Books. Last week, I introduced you to poor little rich girl, Daisy, the only child of a wealthy ex-London gangster who had emigrated to the paradise playground, Marbella, on the Costa del Sol. It was known as the Costa del Crime in the British tabloid press in the 70s. The novel is called Daisy's Chain, a story of love, intrigue and the underworld on the Costa del Sol. And it is part of the Costa del Sol collection by me, Owen Jones. This week I'm going to introduce you to Megan, a 12-year-old girl who lives in Phaeton, which looks and sounds remarkably like Barry in the Vale of Glamorgan, South Wales, where I grew up. Megan is a budding psychic, but she doesn't know anyone else who is. She can't discuss why she can see lights and aura around people, or or why she knows a large tiger that no one else can see. Imagine how weird that must be for a 12-year-old girl. In fact, she had tried to talk to her mother, Suzanne, about it several times, but she became angry and locked her in the coal cellar each time. Still, she is not completely abandoned. She has Grr, the ghost tiger, Joaquin Hinshaw, her spirit guide, and Gramps, her maternal grandfather, who had passed away around the time of her birth. At the time of writing, the misconception, a spirit guide, a ghost tiger, and one scary mother, exists in 40 languages. Please sign up to this podcast so that you don't miss the full episode that is coming soon. Nobody thought about Megan, though. But then, nobody but Suzanne knew that she was being locked in the cellar either. Not even Mrs James knew that much. The reason why she was locked up this time was because Megan had heard from one of her school friends who lived a few doors up the street that they had been burgled the day before. Apparently, two men, and probably a small boy, had stolen all their valuables while Mrs Smith was out shopping. It seemed that two brush salesmen had been ringing the front doorbell and that the door had opened and they had gone in. A neighbour across the road had testified to having seen the men being invited in. However, upon questioning, the neighbour could not swear to having actually seen who opened the door, but the men had removed their hats and entered respectfully. The police had worked out that after ringing the bell a few times, they had phoned a boy accomplice who was waiting round the back to climb in through a fanlight window and open the front door while keeping out of sight. When they were finished, the boy probably let them out and then left by the back door into the lane. In fact, the gang were fairly well known to the police all around the country and there was now a warning on Crime Watch on TV. The public was shown various disguises that the men frequently used in their contracts. It was thought that the team had already left the area, but they said that they could be active again within a month or two. The brush salesman that Suzanne had allowed into their house was the spitting image of one of the gang. 